Broadcasting live from the little town of Clara, County Offaly, it's What's the Story with Lloyd Bracken. Get in touch today through all our social channels and have your say. Oh, and thanks for listening. Now it's over to you, Lloyd. What's the story? Hi, everyone. Very welcome back to the What's the Story 10-minute catch-up. My next guest is a Clara man who has recently opened a new business in Athlone. And here to tell me all about it is Nigel Monaghan. What's the story? Hi, Lloyd. How's things? You not, well? to, not too bad, Nigel. Thanks very much. I'm very interested in if you tell me about your new business in Athlone called Stodgeface. What do you do? Yeah, so basically uh, just donuts and cupcakes and coffee. It's quite simple, actually. There's not much to it. You know, it's something Morgan was always passionate about bacon. So she loved the idea of it. She's worked in places in New York and Vegas when we were living there. So once we came back home to Ireland, we kind of saw a bit of opportunity outside of Dublin. There's nobody really doing what we do. And that loan's a big town and it's a busy town. So we just kind of saw the opportunity and we just started planning it. And that's kind of where it started from. Was there much... Um hassle setting up a business in Athlone or what's the pitfalls and the downsides for people starting? Um, I suppose like, it's not easy like it's not as easy as we would have thought. I suppose I was lucky because I uh, we, we opened Maisie's from the beginning and I was there right throughout that so that gave me a lot of experience and I had um, I had a good team there um, because obviously Maisie's is a bigger bigger place than just one bar so we had a good team there to set up Maisie's and I suppose that gave me a lot of experience and insight into what we need to do to get going but I suppose you never really know what to do with yourself um, so when we started out you know we thought a lot of things were straightforward and then you kind of find out it's not as straightforward as you think but saying that it is rewarding and it is great and there's lots of support out there and it's you know it's it, once you get into it it's kind of addictive and, and it is good So you started from scratch then you had to find a premises firstly Yeah I suppose first we need to decide where where we wanted to do it we knew the Midlands is where we wanted to do it because that's where we saw our opportunity. So I suppose the first thing we did was both of us sat down and just started drawing up some sort of business plan. Business plans are hard to gauge. You're doing a lot of guesswork and you don't really know anything until you start selling. So, um, you know, it's interesting now to look back at what we had, what we had imagined would happen versus now what's actually happening. And, you know, there's lots of things we got wrong, but also lots of things we underestimated lots of things we overestimated so it's very interesting to see it now looking back but it's a really good idea to it's a really good place to start you know the business plan has to work if if you don't believe in that then there's no real point in going any further i suppose yeah, so you operate with, with um, morgan your partner and some of your family what's it like working with family in business nigel yeah i suppose it's uh, it's look People, people have different experiences, but personally, I think it's great. Again, myself and Morgan were in Maisie's together, so we've done it before. And then I had a lot of my family. I think at one stage, there was six of us uh, working, taking a wage out of Maisie's. So, you know, we kind of um, we, we kind of had that bit of experience first there, and then it just kind of transferred a bit easier into Stodge Face. But um, no, it's good. I enjoy it. I love having my family there. I love being able to, you know, if I'm going to pay someone, I love being able to give the money into the household. And, you know, I think it's um, it's definitely, I, I find it more positive experiences than, than the other way, you know. Where did the name Stodge Phrase come from? We had a load of different names when, you know, it's, I think we're over a year and a half now since we since we started planning this so lots of different names came to us and we put names to people like family members and stuff and you realize nobody ever likes everything so you kind of just had to nail it down ourselves morgan came up with stodge she was looking through um 
you know, online looking for just different names and Stodge popped up in her search and we loved it. And then I said face. <laughs> it's really random. Like there's no no backstory behind it. It just was very random. We wanted, we were very conscious. We had a logo before we even had a, a name, like, which is funny. But um, we were very conscious of branding. We never really wanted this to be just one standalone shop. So we wanted something that was brandable, something that would be kind of quirky and unique. So I suppose putting them all together, that just came to us. And when we, when we said it out loud, both of us kind of just loved it straight away. And that's what we went with. So with the Brandon, Nigel, are you, are you thinking expansion somewhere down the line? It's something we didn't say out loud ourselves. You know, you always have the, the fear of failure in the back of your mind. But between ourselves, we've always believed in it a lot more than anyone else would have. That's obviously enough. But um, we had hoped we'd do maybe five, five, we'd have five shops within about two years. So that's still very ambitious. And it's something I don't mind saying out loud now, like, but um, that's what we were hoping for. But um, we, we, we're working now. We nearly, we're nearly ready to sign a lease on our second already. That'll be hopefully in the Midlands as well. So, yeah, we're hoping to have two before Christmas. And then, obviously, after Christmas, then we just have to look into a third. It's all going well. That's, that's the plan. We don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But, um, you know, despite how well it's, it's actually going very well, but we had still planned to do two or three within, you know, within eight, nine months anyway. We didn't really think one would ga- gauge how well America could go. Um, so, it, like, in, in terms of, say, having a kitchen and that loan, now that can supply a second shop without getting a second kitchen. So kind of leaves things a little bit easier. If, if you can get the branding right and get the name right and, and create a bit of a hype, then I think, you know, moving on to a second and, and maybe even a third shop isn't as hard as maybe getting the first up and running. So. For somewhere like Clara, obviously it is a small population and may not suit somewhere like Stodgeface, but with that kitchen, does it give an opportunity to sell produce in somewhere yeah. in Clara? we first looked at, at opening a place in Clara. We were afraid that, you know, it's a bit smaller in terms of population, so we were afraid it might have limited us a little bit, but... You know, Clara is where, where I'm from and I would have loved to have opened one there, but we actually found it very hard to get into Clara. You know, we had we talked to two potential guys to lease us the premises and, you know, there was just too many conditions with each of them. Like, you know, one place didn't want us to have a kitchen. One place didn't want us um, having, you know, he was limiting what we could put on the signage in the front in terms of a neon light and stuff. So we just found it that, like, you know, it just kind of was a bit off-putting, but, you know, Clara's definitely wouldn't ever rule it out. It's a big town. People spend money there. We, you know, we all like to shop local these days. So, no, it's definitely something I wouldn't rule out. If anybody has seen uh, stories on your social media, your stodge face sto- uh, stories, the large queues outside every day out the premises, that... That must be very rewarding to see that. Yeah, it is. It, to be honest, it's great. It kind of validates, you know, it validates our, our thoughts and our ambitions and, uh, you know, what we put into it. No, nobody really sees what goes into a business, but um, to see that then, um, you know, we've had them. Now we're only, we, I think we're open maybe 12 days, but we've been sold out of our products. And I think the, the longest it took was three hours. Um, you know, most mornings we have we open at eight a.m. Monday to Friday. Most mornings there's at least ten, eleven people in a queue, like at eight o'clock in the morning, and that's whether it's raining or sunny. Yeah. And that's a bit, you know, it's a bit bizarre when I'm 
just opening the front door and you have 10 people queuing to come in and buy your products off you like it is it's it's a very satisfying feeling like you know and it you know it just gives us the belief like this is what we thought we could get to but we we thought we'd pump money into advertising and, and have a marketing budget we had all that in place like i had to um i had planned to advertise with iRadio and radio 3 and we had a um, the budget set aside and I had discussed it with the lads and we were ready to push that and once we opened the doors then we had to pull it back because we're we're turning away customers as it is so it was you know it's a great it's all the good headaches to have but so now with um, with the new restrictions in place we're, not, we're again now we're it's like we're opening a sh- another shop again even though we were only open for two weeks but we have to uh even though legally, according to the restrictions, we can stay open, but um, we have to change things around. We're just not happy having a queue building outside. We're not happy having people coming into the shop. And, you know, things, you know, it's not fair. Businesses are closing all around us and it just doesn't look good. And on top of that, we have to take the safety of our staff and customers into account. Yeah. So we're trying to, we closed for it. We're having closed since yesterday. We're closed now, maybe hopefully open back up on Saturday we're just re-looking really at how we can do it a bit safer. So maybe click and collect and delivery and stuff like that. Just to, just to stop that, you know, that queue building outside and to stop people coming in and stuff like that. Like you did open in a pandemic, which is frightening enough and without opening a new business, which is even more frightening, I suppose. But it is refreshing knowing that you've had queues outside. What's it going to be like when restrictions are lifted? Yeah, I know. It's great. And, and like that, we're, we're excited for the future, knowing that, like, you know, but um, we're also aware things, you know, you know, things change. So it's about it's, it's up to us to keep it fresh and keep the hype there and try and do what we can for everyone. But yeah, and that's why I think we will get the rewards, keep everyone safe now when, when, when the government are asking us to do that and, and not not be greedy and, and do things right. And I think people, especially these days, people like to see that and they're happy to come back then and support you when when you can reopen to your full extent and have people coming in and out of the place. Um, you know, it is a bit disappointing. We put a lot of effort into the decor. We wanted the place to be really nice. We wanted people to kind of be blown away a bit, which they have been, and it was great to see. But, you know, there's nothing we can do. That'll be there once we get to reopen. Look, opening in a pandemic was... We had this planned before there was a pandemic, so it was a bit. It was a bit strange. This happened. We We put it off and we put it off. But then I also, the other side, I think... We got a lot of time during the pandemic because uh, obviously I was, wasn't working. I was doing a bit of work, but I wasn't working as much. So myself and Morgan got to sit down a lot and talk a lot and plan a lot and put a lot into it. So in one sense, you know, it kind of it gave us a lot of time to, to do a lot of work that we might not have got to do otherwise. All right. So the business itself runs until you sell out a product. Is that right? Yeah, it wasn't the plan. This is something that's come on us. This is something they, they, they did when we were in New York and Vegas in donut shops. This is what they do everywhere. And I, I used to never understand it. I used to think, well, if you're closing at two o'clock, surely make more donuts, put them out and, 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 and make more money. But you can see now it takes a long time to prepare a donut. Um, you know, Morgan would start preparing donuts at 6 p.m. today to have them ready for the morning. So they have to be prepped the night before. Then they have to sit to proof overnight. Um, and then they have to be fried the next morning and then decorated and put on the shelves. So it's not just as easy as having as many as you like. At that stage, you're starting to go into, say, a factory setting. And at that stage, it takes away the, the hominess of the product. And, you know, that's made fresh on site. And it's people can come in and we have a little window into the kitchen and they can see them being decorated and they can see them coming out of the fryer. And it's, 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 it's kind of, you know, it's part of what the business is about. So we don't want to go down the road of, getting an automatic fryer that's just pumping out donuts yeah. and 
therefore we could sell till 6pm every evening but we think it just takes away from our product a bit and what we're about a bit you know Okay so in the early stages can you see anything that's a big seller so far? Apart from everything um, of course I, I know you're selling I out I but is there... they're all, they're all <laughs> um, The Boston Cream Donuts are a huge hit uh, we, have a, we have a Happy Hippo Donut people can't keep them on the shelves um, I suppose the surprising thing is the one thing that differs us from any of the other donut places, even in Dublin, is we have cupcakes, which aren't a thing in Ireland. And they get called muffins a lot, and they get called buns a lot, and I've been told by Morgan they're, they're different. So cupcake is essentially a cake that's the size of a muffin and the size of a bun, but it has that cake texture to it, and it's moist, and it's, uh, you know, it's fresh. Whereas if you get a bun or a queen cake, which is what's, what we'd be used to, you know, they're a lot drier and a lot crummier. Right. So if someone said so, to you, Nigel, you have nice buns, how would you respond? Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know if anyone has said that to me yet, so I, I'm, wait, I'm still waiting for that comment. Nice. So where do but, people um, find you then on Instagram and Facebook? Uh, so we're on Instagram at Stodgeface, simple enough, and the same on Facebook. Um, we, we have a website which we're hoping to launch this weekend, so people will be able to find us on that. It's, it's just simply stodgeface.com, so it's S-T-O-D-G-E-F-A-C-E. Um, yeah, so we're hoping to have the website up and running where you can do your click and collect or you can buy your gift vouchers or you can, you know, you get deliveries. Obviously, we'll only be delivering in the Athlone area for the minute, but we'll be looking at that too, hopefully extending it. Brilliant, nice. And lastly, what advice would you give someone who wants to take a chance on business in, in Clara, I suppose? I guess, uh, look, I think, especially in Clara, I see lots of opportunities um, in Clara in particular. I think... You know, I think there's a lot of things we don't sell in Clara that could sell very easily and it'd be great for the town. I guess you just have to go for it and, and you have to believe in yourself, I suppose. Um, don't ask too many opinions. I think that's what I found out. Everyone will give you different opinions and some people won't love what you're doing and some people will love it and you don't need everyone to love what you're doing. You know, you just need a percentage of them to, to love what you're doing and if you love what you're doing, it'll work out for you and there is plenty of support out there and if anyone you know, wanted to give me a shout in terms of setting up a business or anything, I'd be more than happy to give give my little bit of advice or whatever I can help with. Brilliant. Nigel and Morgan in Stodgeface, thanks very much for joining me on the catch-up today. Brilliant, Lloyd. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. You just listened to What's the Story with Lloyd Bracken. Check out all our social channels for info on new episodes. Oh, and thanks for listening. On the Town.